The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Life is all about those pivotal moments, those big life changes when we ask ourselves, why didn't somebody tell me this? I'm TV host and journalist, Abby Huntsman. My best pal, comedy writer, and media producer, Lauren Leeds and I are going to bring you conversations with some of the most impactful people of our time to learn their life lessons. We'll pull back the curtain on their biggest transitions, how their reality is probably far less perfect than it might appear. And of course, what they wish somebody had told them back when. Check out I Wish Somebody Told Me anywhere you listen to podcasts. We release new episodes every week. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. This episode is all about confidence, and who better to ask than the queen of confidence herself, Serena Kerrigan. So Serena is the creator of Let's Effing Date, if you guys find it on Instagram. And I've loved following her career journey, especially all through the pandemic, which she created this online dating show for herself, created a business for herself from her own personality and her own needs. And I love that she's sharing confidence through so many different avenues from dating to friendship and networking and just making new friends with which I feel like there's so many areas of our life where we could feel a little bit more confident. So if you guys want to learn more about confidence from Serena, keep listening. And before we get into the episode, be sure to subscribe to my podcast. I've got new episodes every Tuesday. And if you're loving it, leave me a five-star rating and review. Now let's hear from Serena. Were you always so confident? Absolutely not. Not at all. In fact, I think that's why I created this persona for myself because I got to Duke when I was 18 years old and I looked around and everyone was beautiful and brilliant and social. And I felt invisible. I felt like, you know, because I wasn't sloppily making out with a guy, you know, that suddenly I was unworthy. And it was this kind of light bulb that went off in my head where I was like, I'm so sick of letting the potential of a thought about me. We don't even know people are thinking about me, thinking badly about me, but I was so sick of projecting, you know, my insecurities onto people or feeling less than. And so I was like, I need to create a persona or something because I was just sick of letting other people's opinions dictate my own self-worth. I feel like that's something that's so relatable, especially going into a new situation where it's like you get to college and you don't know people. It's making all new friends and you feel like everyone is like judging and thinking about you. So like to you now, like what is your definition of confidence? It's truly realizing that no one is thinking about you. Everyone is thinking about <laughs> yes. No one's thinking about you ever, you know, maybe like in passing, but I realized that when people are talking badly about you, you know, not, it's not like they're giving you constructive feedback, but when they're talking badly about you, it's, it's actually a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And I'm obviously super open to constructive criticism all the time. I think we should constantly be improving, which is also why you're one of my favorite podcasts, because when I listen to your podcast, I feel like I improve as a person. So we're always constantly growing. Confidence doesn't mean like I'm amazing. I have nothing left to do in my life. Like I'm perfect. No, But it's recognizing that, you know, you look in a mirror and that person that you see in the reflection is your best friend. Will you always like your best friend? No. (laughs) Sometimes my my roommates walk in and be like, oh, you're so annoying today. But will I always love her? Yes. I love that. I feel like that's such an important thing because like, I feel like I am my own best friend. I try to be mindful of that and like not have negative self-talk with myself. But like, what about those days? Like when you're just like not feeling good 
what do you do to like pump yourself up to make yourself feel better? When I say I literally just find a reflective surface, whether it's my iPhone, whether it's a puddle on the sidewalk, whether it's my mirror, I get in front of that mirror and I literally speak to myself as if it was my best friend on the other side. So I remember one night I was like peeking out on ice cream, just like kind of just like, I mean, I love ice cream. Don't get me wrong. I kind of always pick out on ice cream, but really just kind of like eating everything, kind of binging a little bit, which is something I don't do. So I stopped, went in front of my mirror. I'm like, Serena, what are you doing? Are you okay? Literally having that kind of conversation with myself. And from then I was really able to like kind of unwrap all these things that I was feeling and I was finding through food of all things, um, which is natural, but like it was it's something that's not taught to us. And I've coached a lot of women. I coached a lot of women during the pandemic, like 150 women ranging ages from 16 to about 60 years old. And when I explained to them, the way to be confident is literally to go in front of your ear and speak to yourself, like your best friend. So many of them were like, that's, that's so weird. I'm not going to do that. It's so awkward. It's so uncomfortable. Like, I feel weird. Like, I don't get it. And I'm like, we've been taught as women to so many things that are so toxic and, and weird and unacceptable and sexist. And I'm like, the way to become confident is free. And it requires you looking at someone, the one constant that you will have your entire life. It's you. Like you will literally, you come into this world alone and you leave alone. So you need to get comfortable with looking at that person in the mirror and saying, I love you. I got you. Let's go through life together. Nobody's watching you. So like, who cares? Just try it and see if it helps. Literally no one, you know, and I'm an only child. So I spent a lot of time alone. So I talked to my, I've been talking to myself forever, but it's like, of course, like, you know, when you think about all the relationships you have in your life, you nurture them. Like you are one of my idols, for example. So I've always, I always DM you being like, I love everything you're doing. Like keep going like me, right? I do that with everyone that I love in my life. I'm professing my love to you all, but you know, <laughs> but why don't we do that to ourselves? Why? Because women specifically, when we do speak highly about ourselves, we're vain, we're arrogant, you know, we're full of ourselves, we're cocky, you know, it's all these negative connotations, but really like, if I say like, I'm amazing, I'm amazing at what I do, but you are too, right? Like that's what confidence is, is realizing that you're great. And so is everyone else around you and lifting them up with you. There was actually a question that somebody asked. So soulfully plant-based is her handle. She said, how do you draw the line between confidence and arrogance? Or do you think it's just like a word that people gave us, but it's really all positive to yourself? Right. So I think that what it is, is I think, you know, a confident person is saying like, I love my shirt that I have on and I love yours too. Where'd you get it? We look so, we're the hottest girls in the room right now, right? Whereas a cocky person would say like, my shirt is so epic. Wow. Like, what are you wearing? Like, that's so right. So they need to put you down to lift themselves up. Whereas those confident people are already on top of the mountain. And all they want you to do is come on top of it with them and see that view that they're seeing. And that's how I feel. Like I feel so empowered when I got to that level of empowerment. Like when I realized like, whoa, like being confident is like unlocking happiness. That's really what it is all I wanted to do was, was get people to come with me. And so like, if you hang out with me and you speak badly about yourselves, I will literally be like, never speak badly about yourself ever. You're allowed to feel something. Like I feel bloated. I don't feel my best today, but if feelings go away, mm-hmm. but when you say I am this, you're literally defining who you are. 
Let's take a break from one of our podcast sponsors and they are Cerebral. Did you guys know that in the last year, rates of anxiety and depression have doubled in the US? And these days it can take weeks to get a traditional therapy appointment. If you guys don't know, Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. I have signed up for this myself and I'm going to be having my first therapy session really soon. And I'm so excited to be able to experience this, especially digitally, because I can do it all from the comfort of my own home. And they're one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door so you can skip the pharmacy lines. They've also got unlimited messaging with your care team. And with the mobile app, you can have a personal care team wherever you are. You can connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or the Cerebral mobile app. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. You don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And you can do your sessions on a laptop or phone so you can always find a way or an area at home where you can be the most comfortable. They've got affordable treatments that are one-third the price of traditional therapy. And treatment options are available with or without insurance. And for listeners of this program, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at GetCerebral.com slash Mariana. Go to GetCerebral.com slash Mariana for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. So you've built your whole brand around confidence. Like, how did this even happen? I know that you quit your job during COVID. So tell me about this whole story and like what you're actually doing now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So I quit my job in February, 2020 and, you know, lockdown happened only a couple of weeks later. And I quit my job because I really was fascinated with confidence with this persona that I built that really was back to the mirror, like a dialogue. I was like, when I called myself Serena F and Kerrigan, like that was me telling myself, like, you're Serena F and Kerrigan, like you can do this, like you can do whatever you, so it was that kind of conversation. And that persona made me feel so secure. And when I unlocked that, I was like, I feel like I can help other women do this. And I was working as a video producer for three and a half years at Refinery29. And, you know, I was making tons of content and I was like, I can, if I'm doing this here, I can definitely do this alone. And I decided to take the leap and it was just crazy timing, but the best timing because I was really forced to, to make content. Like there was no distractions. Like there was no going out, which I love to do. Um, and socializing, you know, it was really like stuck in my apartment being like, okay, you quit your job to be a content creator. So let's start making content. And at that time too, I was single in lockdown, anxious, not sure what to do next. And I, I decided to do, and I suggest this to anyone who wants to start something. Like I didn't say, okay, I'm going to start a dating show during the pandemic. Like that was never something that, like I would never, ever in a million years think that that was my thing. But I decided to just start making things, seeing what stuck. And I didn't care because no one is thinking about the content as much as I am at all. Like no one, like I, we think about how many things that we swipe through like we rarely remember, but how much time do you spend on your Instagram or perfecting that caption? Like at some point you just got to just post it. So that's basically what I was doing. And I was trying a lot of different things. And I was talking a lot about the fact that I felt kind of anxious about being single during the pandemic, even though that kind of went against, you know, my ethos and my brand and my mission, which is that like the, the only thing you need to be happy truly is yourself and everything is an additive. So it's kind of a little confused, which was normal. It was a pandemic and I was lonely like many people. And it was, it was scary, 
but I decided to go live because I had a lot of experience live and I didn't put any pressure on myself to come up with the perfect show or anything. I was just like, I'm just going to go live. And then I was like, I'm going to go live. I'm going to ask a friend to just set me up on a date. And then that became my show, which I, I dated 50 men during a year of the pandemic. And I had three seasons. Season two uh, was sponsored for six figure deals and including with Bumble and Hint and Spedka and, and, and Chels. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And I'm still single, by the way. And so, <laughs> so happy. Okay. So it is scary to have a job, especially a great job and go out on your own. So how did you find the courage to do that for yourself and how, or what advice would you give to other women who want to go out and do the same? Like you have a great job, but it's scary to leave something secure to try something new. It's terrifying. And I, by the way, I went back queen of confidence was not there at that time. Like literally like I went back and forth for, I'd say about six months you know, and ultimately it was my mother who told me, she was like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like you are a video producer. You're amazing at social media. You can consult and worst case scenario, you can find another job in digital media. Like that's like, you've done it. Like you can do it. You know, you're not going to end up alone on the streets. Like you're going to figure it out. And she was right. And, you know, I think that when you go off on your own, like you just, there's this motivation and fire and drive in you that like, I can't even explain. Like I work, I work 200 million times harder that I started my own thing. And I also think that it was a lot to do also with other women in my life that were supporting me. Like I asked questions, like when you're going off on your own, you're not really on your own. Like there's tons, there's a network of women that support you. One of them was Madison Newton who I know has been on your podcast. Who I know is your friend. Like she was incredible for me. She was like, I was like, how do I do taxes when you're a freelancer? She's like, I have an accountant. I went to someone else and I said, like, how do you set up an LLC? They taught me. So I think that, you know, you're not really alone. Like you have tons of people that you can ask. And even like I was connected obviously through my past job, but like women message me a lot and I, you give back, like you do that because you pay it forward. You, you know, I want to see women in positions of power because that's where we should be. And it's really different to going from producing content for somebody else to then producing it for yourself. And so many aspiring influencers are really shy to put themselves online. How do you navigate just being comfortable to put yourself out there? Because no one's thinking about you as much as you are. And there's tons of content, like everywhere. And two, like you have to start somewhere to keep going. Like if you watch the first episode of my show, it was a disaster. The guy that I was having the date with in front of thousands of people at that point, really early on, his accountant was in the room, like in the background, like that's weird. We're on a date, right? Like there was like, you know, technical problems. And I, I had no, I didn't have a name for the show. There were so many things, but I didn't worry about that. I just said, I'm going to try it out once. And then from there we grow and we evolve. And I'm sure that you can say the same about the products that you make. Like you keep learning, but like the difference between us and other people is that we're willing to start and you have to start. Like done is better than perfect. You just have to do it because like you're going to evolve. And I think that for a while, the reason why like I was afraid to quit my job was because I was giving all these excuses for why not. But it's like, well, what if this is the best thing that ever happened to you? And it yes, was. definitely. And then I think a lot of people too are shy about what they think the people in their lives will think of them if they start posting like an influencer. Why do you think people are so 
scared of like what other people will think of like how they share online? I think that I used to be scared like that too. I a hundred percent, you know, I had this persona and I was like, you know, I remember there was a time on, you know, my, where my feed was very SFK. It was like this, you know, she was larger than like her sidewalk was her red carpet. She was in the Hamptons. She was in ball gowns on the sidewalk. Like I loved creating this character on feed. When I did stories, I remember I always had this like Snapchat filter that was like so distorted. And I, I hid a lot. And I also was, didn't show myself hungover, didn't show myself. So a lot of my friends were like, okay, like, this is cool that you have this character, but like, you're not showing the Serena that we know. And I, I was because I was like, who's going to want to hook up with me if I do that? Like I was, I was terrified. I was, and that's so normal, but I'm telling you the second I let go of that fear, that's when things started to take off. Because ultimately, if you look at the most, you know, successful influencers, the Kardashians being one of them, what did they do? They showed everything on their show. They were raw and they provided access. And that's why we love them so much because they are just authentically themselves going through life. And that's what people want to see. They don't want to see the perfect done up person who's perfect. And always, they want to see the girl rolling out of bed. That's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm stressed out. Like, because that's relatable and people want to feel like they aren't alone. So when you're having that second guess moment, just be like, no, no, no. There's someone who's going to respond to this or not, or think it to themselves. Like, I'm glad. I'm glad that like, I'm not alone in this situation. And also F what people think. I'm so sorry, but like we live once in this lifetime. Like you cannot live your life of like, because you can't live your life with the fear of the potential of someone else's thought. You can't. Yes. Because probably they're not thinking about you. And if they are, and they're, they're thinking badly about you, it's not about you. It's about them. And if it is about you and they have feedback, and by the way, I will, I, I always welcome feedback and constructive criticism, but like, that's because that person ultimately wants me to succeed. Right. Yeah, you know. definitely. Do you feel like there was like a, well, if you like feedback all the time, has there been something recently that somebody shared with you that was really helpful that might be helpful to other people? I mean, it happens all the time, right? Like, I think that that's what I love about social media in, you know, obviously there's good and bad to it, but that real time reactions to things real time feedback. Sometimes it can be very overwhelming, but you know, we're all constantly growing and evolving. I'm trying to think of an example, but in my show, you know, when I was dating in real time live, like there was a comment section. So the whole time, like we're getting feedback. And that was really, it was really important for me to like, when I was dating and when I was, you know, when, when we are, we're just very aware and we're very inclusive about how we speak. Like that is something that I learned also being at Refinery29. Like when you're speaking, be very cognizant of, you know, I don't, I try to say like significant other versus boyfriend, girlfriend, right? Like I just try to be very aware of like your audience is really big and they want to feel included. They want to feel seen and heard. So you have to be very careful about vocabulary that you use and language. So it really is ultimately inclusive. Definitely. Okay. So I see you're a very social person and I feel like there's a lot of confidence around like making friends and networking. So if you're going to a new situation, how do you kind of get over like nerves or butterflies or how can people be a little bit more courageous when they go into a new situation? Totally. hundred percent. So I am a bit of an extrovert. So I know not everyone's going to be like me, but I, my mom always said to me growing up, she said, when you go to a networking event, she'd always make me go to parties alone. Like that whole concept of like, you go to your friend's house and then you go together. She was like, no, 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 you're not wasting that trip. Like you have to go alone. 
like for five seconds, like you're going to feel weird. And then you're going to force yourself to just do it. She always said to me, if you go to a networking event, just leave with one person's number and then you can leave. And that's sometimes like it's, it's, it is anxiety. There is anxiety to go up to someone, but you know, a compliment works well. Hey, I love your dress. Instant, instant hit always. But also it's like, you really just need one. Like, I think I, a question I get last a lot on social media is how do you make friends? I really just think you need that just one person to introduce you. You, you know, maybe it's someone at work, maybe it's someone in an exercise class that you see a lot, but you go up to them and you're like, Hey, want to get a smoothie after this? Like usually people are down. DM someone on Instagram. Everyone loves talking about themselves, myself included. You know what I mean? So, Hey, can I pick your brain about your career? There is a bit of ripping off a bandaid. And sometimes you have to do things that make you uncomfortable, but guess what? It's worth it in the end. It is. Just do it. Nike. <laughs> and then um, I have a couple of questions that people asked too. And Katie said, how do you deal with self-confidence if your friends are more stylish or pretty? Are they more stylish or pretty? <laughs> I don't think so. First of all, I like don't, like I have good taste, but I don't have really good style. So I'm like, I see women, the prettiness thing is ridiculous. I'm sorry, beauty comes from within. So that's BS. And this girl needs to talk to herself in the mirror, first of all. But when it comes to people having other skills, especially in my our industry, right? I don't see them as competition ever. I see them as people I can learn from. And that shift in perspective makes you so much less insecure because you're like, wow, like this person built an amazing brand. How can I look at their brand and take what they did and, and, you know, regurgitate it and, and, and point it towards to what I'm doing, you know, and, and, and really absorb. And that's what I do with tons of influencers or content creators or businesswomen. Like, I just don't see them as competition because no one is your competition because no one is you and no one is building what you're building, whatever it may be. And the most important thing I, I decided to do a couple of years ago was put blinders on like you're a horse. And it's like, you comparing yourself to the next other person in your career or in your life or your friend isn't going to get you ahead. You know, if you want to be more stylish, ask her for style tips. If you want to feel more pretty, talk to yourself in the mirror, but nothing has to do with comparing yourself to that person. And only, and honestly, it's a waste of your time. Okay. It's a new year. It's coming up in just a few days. And I don't know if uh, you guys are feeling extra stressed. If you had a really hard year and maybe stress has led you to have a nightly glass of wine or two, and then that led to poor sleep and lack of energy the next day. And if you're having a hard time breaking that cycle, it might be time to explore a CBD. I know life can be throwing a lot at us lately and we want to be able to handle it. Well, today we're really happy to introduce you a new podcast partner, House of Wise. House of Wise is helping women take control of their sleep and stress and strength through originally formulated and effective CBD products. And House of Wise launched last year in the pandemic. It was launched by a single mom and she was just looking to help her friends. She wanted them to drink less and sleep better and make the most out of their workouts all while juggling the demands of being a woman. And she knows the CBD world is confusing and there's a lot of products out there that either might not work or make you feel groggy. And if you want to learn a little bit more about CBD, you can go to their website and look at their CBD 101 so you can kind of get any of those answered questions that you might be wondering and I love that they are sustainably sourced hemp from Colorado and all of the products are 100% organic, vegan, and gluten-free. So for me, the things I need help with are sleep and stress. And so those are the gummies that I have been trying from them. I am obsessed and their gummies taste so good also. So as our partner, House of Wise wants to give you all 20% off your first purchase. 
Simply go to houseofwise.co, not .com, and use the promo code Mariana to redeem your discount. That's 20% off your first order when you go to houseofwise.co and use the promo code Mariana. Now let's get back to the episode. Do you have any daily habits or routines that like make you feel better about yourself? Yes. So one, my three like golden rules for confidence is one, you have to talk to yourself every day, like all the time. Like if your best friend walked into your living room, would you not say hi to her? Like that would be really weird. You have to acknowledge her. You don't have to do this whole profession of love. And by the way, like affirmations were never my thing, but talking like a real girl, like my real girlfriends across that mirror, that was extremely helpful to never speak badly about yourself ever, 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 ever. It's a feeling but who you, you, you decide who you are. Like, I remember I wrote in my Instagram bio, I am the queen of confidence and I saved you seat at my throne. And I remember there's articles about me a couple of years ago when I did it, maybe three or four years ago being like, Serena Kerrigan, the self-proclaimed queen of confidence. And now if you Google me, what does it say? It says Serena Kerrigan, the queen of confidence, because I decided that for myself. And you have the ability to decide the identity of your life, of who you are. And then three, What's been helping me too is, is writing out my goals, but writing them again, because you're the writer and director and star of your life as they're going to happen. So I will do this. I'm going to do that. I will be, you know, on Mariana's podcast. You know, I will have my own business. I will sell out all my card games. Like I literally write it as I'm writing a script and I'm telling you it works. Obviously you have to put in the hard work, but it works. And then you look back and you're like, I'm someone who was, I'm always on to the next thing. I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I have to do more. But then I look back and I'm like, look at what I accomplished. And you have accomplished a lot in your life, no matter how old or young you are. So you turned the business of confidence into an actual business now. So tell me about what you're doing, how you've turned this into a job. And then I want to hear about like the products that you've now created. Definitely. So obviously the dating show took off and it was incredible. And I realized the reason why it was so successful was because I think it was offering a different type of dating show that we haven't really seen before. Like everything, you know, I love dating shows. I love reality shows, but a lot of it's very, very produced and it's just not, you know, they're trying to get the great bites and drama and it's edited and you don't know what's real and what's not. I felt like LFD was showing in real time and empowered women dating. And what's the, what does that, what does that look like? You know, whether it's the awkwardness and, and the intimidating parts or whatever it may be the fun, but like, really it was like an empowered woman who was not going to change herself for a guy, which I think like, I didn't get to really see growing up. So from that, you know, obviously like, because it wasn't just me going on dates, it was also a show. I had to, I couldn't just play the name game the whole time. Like, where'd you go to college? Great. Like, like there had to be fun questions. So before every episode, I just write like kind of out of the box questions. And I created this list and I was like, how amazing would it be if, you know, people had these questions that they could just pull out on a date? Because I feel like people get so anxious to go on dates. And I wanted a kind of a piece of me with them there without me physically being there because that would be a time suck. Um, and also pretty weird. So um, I, I created this game called Let's Fucking Date. And we've sold over 20,000 units of this game. Oh my God. Under a year. That's yeah. insane. I know. That's so crazy. So now that you've done that, you've created products, you had the dating show online. Where do you want this to go next? Or are you already working on something? Or like, what's like the vision? We released an alternate version, a second iteration of the game called Let's Effing F. I'm trying not to curse as much as I usually do. And that was because, you know, 
with COVID kind of going away, kind of, um, with, with things opening back up, let's say, uh, I wanted to create a game that was going to make people feel comfortable and intimate and excited in the bedroom now that we can have like physical contact again. Uh, and then now we are, I'm just finished writing a game that is going to be more about self-love, friendship, and masturbation, really loving yourself inside and out. But my goal is really to normalize sex, sexuality, women feeling empowered. And, and I feel like there's so much shame around sex and it, it really all is connected to confidence. Like I really don't feel like you can date other people until you've dated yourself. And so I really want to be this role model-ish, I guess, or this just person that is is constantly reminding women, especially like to just love themselves. And I taught you how to do it, to love themselves, to really nurture the relationship with themselves and, and to provide them that in many different ways. So through product, through television, I'm writing a TV show right now, I'm developing an unscripted show right now book eventually down the line, maybe a podcast, maybe like, but really like, I want to cement myself as the queen of confidence, saving everyone a seat at the throne, you know, to really empower them in their lives. Because I just really, truly believe you cannot be happy until you, until you love yourself and, and it's doable. It just hasn't been taught to us how to do it, you know? And I finally figured it out. I love that you're sharing it with other people because there's so many areas of your life where I feel like through relationships, whether that's like romantic or friends or with yourself, where you can just feel more confident and courageous and bold because, because I feel like you need it in all areas. And sometimes you just need a friend, whether it's digitally like you online um, to help people along. Okay. So you were just saying you've got a lot going on between creating content. Like all of these are full-time jobs and there's like very many of them, even though they're all tied through the same thread. So like how are you managing your schedule right now and your productivity doing all of these things? It's really crazy. Well, honestly, during the pandemic, I built a team and I love having a team. I have four or five people on my team and, and it makes me so happy to have that community. I think I've always been in search of community, which is why I wanted to build one myself because I'm an only child. My entire family lives abroad in Argentina and Canada. And I just always felt like, just me and my parents. So it's like, I love having that team. They keep me going, but yeah, no, it's a disaster. I think the problem with being a content creator is that it never stops. Like there's never a moment where you, like you could always be creating content. I mean, I watch everything that you post. Like we can always like, oh, we're cooking dinner. Well, I guess we could show it. Like, it's like, we're doing our makeup. Well, I guess we could give it the routine. And that is like, you know, artists, uh, musicians, actors, they don't do that. Like their job is like, they, they show up to a film, they make their album, they go on tour, then they get to, they get to kind of hide out. And I feel like the problem with content creators is it's just, it's non-stopping. And part of that is very exhausting, but also, you know, that's why I like to go out a lot. Like I'm very social. You all see on my socials. And I think that that is my way of letting off steam is enjoying life. Like we literally live once. So like literally just try to say yes to as many things as you can before you burn out. Definitely. Okay. My last question is, do you feel like you've grown up to be the woman you hoped you would be? Yes. Even beyond my wildest dreams. You know, my mom said to me, I'm very close to my mom. I mentioned her so many times. She's like my best friend, but she said to me in college, she literally looked at me. She was like, she's from Argentina. I don't think you're like, I don't think you're a hustler. Like you and my, you and your father, it's like me and your father. She said that she's like, I don't think you're a hustler. And I was like, that's so offensive. She's like, yeah, like me and your dad hustled. Like, I don't know. And it was like, 
a real like, whoa. And it's like, I wasn't hustling because I didn't know what my passion was yet. Like I didn't know. So it was kind of like in college, like partying, hanging out. And it's like, I'm such a damn hustler because I finally loved, I finally figured out what I loved. And if there's any piece of advice that you take away from this is like, find, like my parents always said, like time over money, you will spend the majority of your life working. So find what you love and make that your job and the money will come because when you love what you're doing, it it just like, you're amazing at it. And if you're feeling anxious because you don't know what you love, that's okay. Just keep trying different things and keep talking to people. I think the one thing it's like when people want to make a career switch or they don't know what they want to do, they kind of like internalize and they're like, well, I don't want to waste your time because I don't know if I want to do that yet. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like have conversations, have informationals, just, just ask, ask around, see what interests you, you know, but you have to, like, literally you have to do what you love. It's so important. And, and so, yes, to answer your question, like, I love who I became. I still have a lot more to improve on, obviously, but I also feel like I wish I was just more patient with myself. Like, I feel like I'm always like hard on myself, very hard on myself and like, you know, wanting to reach success so quickly, but it's like, whoa, we have such a long life here. Like we do short and long. Well, we have a long career and it's not, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I try to tell myself that. Mm -hmm, Definitely. (laughs) Um, Okay. So where can everybody follow you? Coaching, cards, all of that. Serena Kerrigan on my Instagram. I'm on TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Serena Kerrigan. And my um, card game, Let's Effing Date is on Instagram as well. And Mariana, like you are so inspirational to me in the sense of like the way that you built your brand, Lauren, and just like, it's really just so wonderful and such an honor to be on your podcast. They felt like a huge career win of mine and and you're just incredibly inspirational. And, and again, like you provide so much access. And I think that that's, that's phenomenal. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.